So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It is Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Hope you're having a great day. It's Friday, or as it's called in some tech companies, Fry-yay. That's actually a thing. Did you know that, tech companies? Fry-yay, I think it means they like get the day off early or they can dress differently. I forget. My sister works for a tech company. I should know this, but she has Fry-yays and like they do fun stuff. It's just, anyway. The tech world's a whole nother place. And actually, a bunch of my, my clients are IT clients. So it's super interesting hearing about like um, IT, sorry, I said IT clients. A bunch of my clients are, they work in IT. So it's just, uh, it's always interesting to hear about what goes on in these different places and work culture. And um, I actually think it's cool. I mean, Friday obviously sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think it's cool. Anyway, don't know how we got here. Uh, we're a minute in and I'm on a great tangent already. So uh, this is all the makings of a great episode. But um, what we're actually going to talk about today is a really um, interesting subject and one that I, I, to be honest, I think it's, this is something that I knew at a very young age, but I was not able to articulate. And as I've reached later stages of life, like, I mean, I'm 31, like I plenty of life ahead, you know, I just mean, as I've grown a little bit, and I'm at least into my adult years now, um, I've observed that actually a lot of my peers and even people ahead of me um, have been slower to understand this concept. And by no means am I trying to present like I'm the young guy who's got it all figured out and I'm, you know, like these older people wish they were like ahead of me. They wish they knew what I knew. You know, I don't mean it that way. I just mean I've been fortunate to be good in one area. Okay. In this area, I just have a bit of a knack. So I want to talk about it. And um, I want it, what I'm really hoping it will do is it'll inspire you to think about some of the patterns that exist in your life. Now, today's episode title is that you are the sum of your habits. And you might hear that. And of course, you know, a lot of this podcast, we're talking about um, healing from, uh, you know, sexual misbehavior, right? And how to, how to eliminate unwanted sexual behavior from your life. So you might hear that and go, oh, great. Like, here's the message. Sathya lays the smack down. Like, you have these bad habits in your life and you are the sum of your habits. And, you know, if you really want to improve, if you really want to grow and heal, you got to get rid of those bad habits and get good habits instead. And, you know, I realize it's kind of got that vibe a bit. You guys know me. And unless this is your first time listening, um, which you'll get to know me, but you guys know me. That's not really what I'm about. Now, I want to give you some context of the kind of guy I am because I am a creature of habit. I wake up every Monday to Friday, every day, Monday to Friday, I wake up at 5.45 a.m. I put on my clothes, which I set up the night before, and I go into my living room. I grab my Bible and I grab my journal. I grab my AirPods and I usually worship God for a little bit. I'll dig into my journal. I read the Bible. I'll say some affirmations. I review my vision board. I pray for the day. And uh, that takes me to about 7 a.m. From 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., I do deep work. I do my best work, whatever major project I have going on. It gets all of my time from 7 to 8.30. 
There's no interruptions. I'll take a, a little two minute break if I need to. There's no interruptions. By the way, I'm also drinking tons of water. I usually drink a liter of water by 8.30, which is where I have breakfast. And then nine o'clock, I begin meetings. I begin working on other you know, project tasks, projects, tasks for the day, whatever it might be. At 11.30, I stop, I check email, I do my social media, and from 12 to about one, I work out. From one to 1.30, one to two, I will eat lunch. I might watch a little bit of Netflix, let my brain decompress a bit. Two o'clock to five o'clock, I go back into meetings, do some work, five o'clock to seven o'clock is my dinner break. It's a longer break. I spend time with my wife. I eat, we chat, we'll watch some TV, whatever. And then seven o'clock, sometimes it's meetings, sometimes we're hanging out with friends, sometimes we're doing whatever. All right, at 10 o'clock, all this, uh, actually, sorry, no, at 9.30, all of the screens are off. My phone goes into my office, which is where I charge it, and I begin to unwind for the day. I put on my pajamas, I do my teeth, I maybe chat with my wife again or whatever, like there's usually something there that's kind of like, I mix it up a bit. Then I read about 10 to 15 pages for, you know, however long it takes. I read at least a chapter of the book I'm reading or a couple if the chapters are small. And by 10.45, 11 o'clock, I'm sound asleep. That is literally like, that is my day, Monday to Friday. Saturday, my wife and I have brunch every, every morning. Uh, we don't set alarms, so we wake up when we wake up. Sometimes that's 8 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes that's 11. Whenever we wake up, we have brunch. We usually spend some time together. Um, Sundays, you know, we do church in the morning. We go visit family usually. So that's her family while we're in Jamaica. It's my family when we're in Canada. And, um, you know, we have a little prayer list. So uh, we do pray uh, intentionally together every Sunday. And we also talk through the week if there's anything important for the week. So like, anyway, all is to say is like, I am not short on habits. And, um, you know, I could throw a couple other things in there. Like I fast 24 hours every single week. Um, that used to be from Wednesday night to Thursday night. It's now from Saturday night to Sunday night. I've made an adjustment lately. Um, you know, th like the list could just go on and on of the, the little habits, like micro habits and just regular habits and everything in between. And I'm just saying all of this to let you know that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. Well, okay, it has almost nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. When I am talking about you being the sum of your habits, I'm not talking about how disciplined are you. I'm not talking about how regimented are you, how routined are you. I'm not talking about those things at all because a small percentage of you just heard what I said and gained some respect for me. Like you heard about my routines, my regimens, you're like, okay, that's awesome. Like, good for you. A bunch of you heard that and are like, Sathya, you're a flipping quack, bro. Like, like you need to loosen up a little bit. And a, and a bunch of you are like probably not listening to the podcast anymore because this is just totally uninteresting to you. But the reality is like whether you are wildly spontaneous and, you know, kind of creative and you like to be in the moment, you don't like the structure and the routine or you're super regimented like me or you're somewhere in between, you are the sum of your habits. And even the most spontaneous, unstructured, impulsive person has habits. We all have habits. I, um, I actually, I, I met one of my, my wife's uh, teachers, one of, her, one of her former teachers um, 
who, you know, it, I, I don't know, maybe some of you guys will have this as well. Like I also have a teacher in my life that I've kept a relationship with to some degree. We chat over Facebook every once in a while and, you know, she's, she still has a vested interest in my life and I, I really appreciate that. And so anyway, my, my, my wife uh, had a teacher like that and um, he doesn't live here in Jamaica anymore, but he was back visiting and we've been hanging out with him and he was hearing a little bit about my persona and, you know, kind of my regiments and whatever. And, um, he really struggles in this area. So he actually uh, came over today as I'm recording this, which is funny because we had the subject scheduled for a couple of weeks, but it just happened to line up today. Um, but anyway, he came over today and he really just wanted to pick my brain about routine and rhythm and habits and how do you eat well and how do you have good structure with your time? And, you know, we're talking about all of it. And um, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating subject because I think m most of us are always, we're always aware that there's certain habits in our life that are not serving us but we don't really stop doing them. And then sometimes there's like, there's things that we want to start doing regularly, but we've tried and it didn't really work. And we kind of just figured like, oh, I, it's just not part of my personality and whatever. Now, regardless of your experiences and where you fall into all of this, the, the point here is, is actually the title. It's that you are the sum of your habits. Okay, now what am I actually talking about? I'm not talking about when you wake up and when you go to bed. I'm not talking about how you take care of your teeth. I'm not talking about whether you put clothes out the night before. I'm not talking about whether you're the guy who has to unpack everything as soon as he gets home after a trip. Yes, I'm that guy. Um, I'm not talking about whether you uh, kind of plan out your meals and make sure that you only have dessert once a week and it's usually date night, which is always Wednesday night. And then you kind of you know bend it a little bit when you have brunch with your wife on Saturdays, but otherwise you don't have dessert. You know, I'm not talking about those things because as you guys know, you, you guys who have listened to me, you know that behavior is the tip of the iceberg. Your, your actions are the tip of the iceberg. They're 10% of the equation. So when we talk about habits, you, you do have behavioral habits. Absolutely. And of course, like in the context of porn addiction and sexual misbehavior, like those are habits that we are trying to eliminate. But remember... Remember this, if you want to get free of porn, if you want to get rid of sexual misbehavior, what's required of you? You must go underneath the service, surface, discover the underlying causes, and resolve them. And in the process, the behavior will take care of itself. Now, that's true of porn addiction, and it's true of your other habits. All things are created twice. All things are created twice. So the behavior patterns and habits that you have around food, sleep, time management, social life, whatever it might be, your marriage, your finances, all of those behavioral things are the second creation. But the first creation is the thought. It's the paradigm. It's the belief. These are the things that actually dictate the behaviors. And believe it or not, the way that we approach these areas, finances, vocation, time management, diet, relationships, listening, talking, all of them are formed out of habit. Your brain is too, um, it's too conscious of efficiency to mix it up every time in one of these areas. Your brain desires predictable patterns. Because predictable patterns are low energy. They, they do not have a demand on the resources. 
because the paths are already formed in the brain. The, neur the neural pathways are there. We've done this before, so we're going to do it again. It worked last time. Let's go again. That's why it's so hard to create new habits and break old patterns because that actually demands energy. It requires legitimate energy from your brain to simply do that. And your brain doesn't like doing it just as much as you don't. But when I say you are the sum of your habits, what I really mean is that underneath the surface, the, the paradigms and the perceptions that govern your thinking, that govern your actions and ultimately govern your behavioral patterns, that's what you're actually the sum of. Now, I'm going to give you a really, really good example. Okay, you ready for it? So one of the things that I am a big, big fan of, like a really big fan of is setting the tone. Okay, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that how you do things for the first time matters a lot. It dictates how well you will continue to do it in the future. Now, here's what I mean. Let's say you've never dated a girl before. How you handle your first dates and your first relationship matters. And the better you handle it, the easier it will be to handle that relationship if it continues or future relationships if it doesn't with the same kind of integrity, values, and excellence. Uh, for me, the first person that I ever coached to help them get free of porn, they got everything from me because I knew I was setting the tone. If, if I was lazy about it, because I, you know, I was working for free when I first started. So if I was lazy about it, if I was kind of like, ah, they're not even paying. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to try, of course, but I'm not going to like go all out for this guy. He's not even giving me money. See, that, that sets the tone, not, not again for how I treat them, because when people pay me money, I can become more incentivized to try harder. But my heart posture, see, I'm, I'm setting the tone for my heart posture so that when there is no incentive, I am still serving my people. But if, if I don't give them my all when there's no incentive, I begin to condition myself to only give maximum output in the presence of a reward, which of course is not how you actually help people. Nobody wants to be helped by that guy, right? Like the person who's really going to help you is the person who is willing to do it apart from incentive and apart from accolade or reward. So I just set out to do that early so that I wouldn't have to waste the energy and change my pattern later. Um, Kara Powell is, um, is a really distinguished researcher, um, specifically in more of the area of kind of ge uh, generational stuff. And she's doing lots of research on Gen Z. So she uh, shared recently in a podcast about how um, her, I believe it was her daughter, who has recently gone off to college. And so she asked her daughter for questions about how she was going to handle college life. And um, I forget all the questions, but, you know, it was like, um, what is like, I don't know, what's your main activity that you're looking forward to? Um, if you run into any difficulty, who are you going to reach out to? Um, do you have any other friends? Like there were just a couple things that were, they were intentional questions. Um, I, I think I, I think I might've fudged a couple of those, but I know one of them was certainly if you run into trouble, who are you going to reach out to? Anyway, she asked her daughter a bunch of these questions before she dropped her off at college. Now here's why, because what they found, what she's found in her research of, you know, how, um, first year students, freshmen, 
adjust and how they acclimate is that the, the best predictors of how students will finish their degree, okay, finish after three or four years of being on a university campus or in a university program, the best predictor of how they will finish is in the first two weeks and actually to be more precise in the first four days. Because of course, how you respond and how you handle this, those first few days, in some ways it represents your intent, but on a deeper level, it is creating habits. It's creating paradigms for how that time is going to be spent, what you're really gonna be about. So this is an example of a habit that is not behavioral, it's not visible, yet it impacts pretty much every part of my life. So I've just made a habit that when it's a new experience, that, that I'm on the ball, because I know I'm setting pace, I'm setting course for every single time I do this after. You know, I've, I've moved down to Jamaica recently with my wife, we're here for the winter, this is our first time kind of doing anything like this. And to be honest, just to be completely uh, transparent, um, I have some regrets about how I handled renting out my house. Now, everything worked out. We haven't run into really any challenges, but um, I, I did it with such haste and, and, and not quite as much intentionality as I would have liked. And it, it could have been really problematic. Now, I uh, actually pay money to be um, part of an investor's group that um, you know educates people on you know, real estate investing and um, just how to build long-term wealth. I, I, it's something I'm really passionate about, and um, and so thankfully, like you get a coach, you know, by being part of that membership, and uh, my coach guided me and really helped me avoid some of the mistakes that I was actually going to make. And I can guarantee you that if I would have made those mistakes, I would have created patterns that would have been much harder to break the next time I rented out. And usually what breaks those patterns or those habits is pain, right? It's usually you encounter the, the pain of your bad habit and then you're forced to make an adjustment. But what I want to really encourage you to think about is don't be, don't be too focused um, and too granular on the behavioral part. When I say you are the sum of your habits and maybe you're looking to make some changes in your life and you want to improve, the best thing you can do is start to alter your perceptions and your paradigms that govern that area of your life. So if historically you have been a really high spender with your money, not a good saver, and you're a bad spender, try to understand what is the paradigm governing that? What are the things that you say to yourself or out loud to others to justify spending? It's like, well, you know, you only live once. Well, it, they were on sale. What are the things? Because see, those are all part of the paradigm. They're all part of the perception that's contributing to that behavior. And if you can start to change the way you think about money so that every time it comes up, you become more conscious of a superior way of thinking of, of the truth, ideally, about money or whatever it might be, the more conscious you become of it, that's going to start to change your habitual thinking patterns, which is going to start to change your behavior. And I just, I, I wanted to talk about this today because I find that, you know, a lot of the guys who get into our program, like they want to get free of porn, but then they realize that actually they, they don't have a good nighttime routine and they don't have a morning routine and they have a lot of slips at night and sometimes they have slips in the morning and, you know, they have a, a historically a, a bad 
um, a pattern of, you know, even how they form friends and friendships ending in turmoil. And, you know, they've cheated on a couple of their, their previous partners. And, you know, th- there's all these different things that are that are kind of habitual. They're these patterns that are actually the byproduct of their paradigms, but they don't realize it. They just tell themselves, you know, oh, I just, I need to, you know, I really need to stop doing that. I'm going to go on a diet and start eating better. Or, um, you know, this, this relationship's different. I'm not going to cheat this time. I can feel it. And it's like, that's great. You can feel it now, but have you actually changed the way you think about it? Because if you haven't, then you're actually just going to repeat things. And it's probably going to be worse because you have gotten better at hiding it over the years because you've had some experience now. And that's the danger. So this is an encouragement, guys. I, I know this is like coming across very like direct, very pointed. You can tell I'm passionate about it. But I'll just let you know, one, one of the, the main habits that I have, I have formed over the years in my thinking is self-worth, is learning to value myself. I've just made a habit of it. That when I catch myself in self-deprecating thinking, when I start to think, oh, I can't do that, I'm not good enough, oh, yeah, I wish. You know, I actually caught myself thinking that the other day. Um, I'm, I'm gathering book endorsements and I, I was starting to reach out. And I, I think I talked about this on an episode actually, um, maybe last week as well. And I actually, you know, there was one person who came up and I thought, oh, wow, this person would be amazing. And, you know, I'm kind of looking them up. And then I think I saw their, their Instagram account and they just had like hundreds of thousands of followers. And all of a sudden my thought was like, oh, yeah, I wish. You know, it was, it was just like totally down on myself. And again, I've made the habit. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not perfect. Generally, I'm like very hopeful. I'm confident. I think big. That's not too hard for me. I've, I've made a habit of that. But, um, but I am also like in the place now where when I catch myself, I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. It's not, it's not like, oh, I wish. It's like, yes, that will happen someday. And you know what? I'm going to throw them an email now. Why not? I got nothing to lose. So the, the more aware you become of those first habits, right? Because all things are created twice. So not the behavioral part, but the paradigms that led to the behavior. The more conscious and the more vigilant you are about those, the better off you're going to be. Now, another term for this is mindfulness. There's some great mindfulness apps out there that can help you kind of just really become more aware, more locked in to your thinking patterns and to become aware. Um, I highly recommend it. I think it's great practice. But at the bottom of all of this, at the end of the day, I just want you to remember you are the sum of your habits. And that's really good news because it means that if you want to become a man of valor, if you want to become a man of integrity, if you want to become a man of confidence, If you want to become a rock star husband and a a biblically sound father, if you want to become a a really solid son of the living God, if you want to become, you know, whatever it might be, the best thing you can do since you are the sum of your habits is begin to form good thinking patterns and thinking habits. And as you do that, again, whether it's towards finances, whether it's towards your self-image, whether it's towards emotions, relationships, marriage, spirituality. The more you do it, the more you're going to become the person you want to be and ultimately the person that you are made to be. So, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Actually, one last resource I'll give you is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That is like, I mean, geez, that book has, he has sold a ridiculous number of copies. Let's just put it that way. Um, It's a banger. And, um, and highly, highly recommend it. 
I will just be upfront. I have not read it through myself. I've read parts of it. Um, I've heard snippets of it through other people that have really liked it. Um, but I, I, I'd encourage you to at least check it out, read the description, see if it's something that you could uh, maybe benefit from. Um, I think it would be a really good read for some of you. So I'll put it in the show notes. That's Atomic Habits by James Clear. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I want to let you know I'm cheering you on. Uh, I really hope that today's episode has helped you live your life with confidence and integrity. And I'm wishing you the absolute best in your weekend, whatever it may entail. Look after yourself. I hope you get a chance to relax and start the week off fresh as a daisy. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.